and welcome to We Turned Out Okay. I am probably sounding different than usual because I am outside my usual recording studio, which I can see right over there. I'm sitting beside a uh, huge pine tree, and the reason I'm doing that is because um, the pine tree is the center of my story at this moment. Uh, I was all ready to launch a uh, a course, a master course for you guys called how to navigate the choppy social water. No, sorry, not how to navigate, how to help your child navigate the choppy social waters of life without getting pulled under yourself or losing your mind. And it was all set to launch on Monday, November the 6th. And this tree crash landed on our property during a massive storm. Um, it, it, it crashed down and we felt it more than heard it. Like it's just sounded so incredibly loud this is huge huge thud and I'm actually looking at the power lines our old power lines kind of extending along underneath the tree which they haven't been removed yet by the power company Um, and I had really two thoughts when that happened the first was you know oh my gosh like did that hit the house Um, I we had we had another tree that I'm now looking at we just had that tree trimmed up because we were concerned especially Ben the 20-time winner of the husband of the year award was very concerned that that tree a branch of that tree comes down and takes out our power lines to the house, that would be really super bad. So that was my first thought. Um, and my second thought was, oh my gosh, I'm launching a course tomorrow. I'm I'm enro- I'm opening enrollment tomorrow for, for a master course. <laughs> like, how is this going to be possible? And sure enough, I didn't have internet. I didn't have power. I didn't have, um, we did have running water, but we certainly didn't have hot water. We didn't have any of the amenities that, that, usually free up my time to bring you stuff like um, new courses that you can enroll in and it it just it just has made it um, it made it very difficult to, to think on keeping that going and originally the course enrollment was supposed to stop this past Monday November the 6th in real time and the original course I mean the first course module was supposed to be up on no- Tuesday November the 7th this past Tuesday in real time and um I got to thinking that rather than do that to you guys, um, when I didn't have the the time or energy to invest in really making it awesome, why not just push it out a week? And um, and as soon as I had that thought, I was like, woohoo, that's a that's a really good idea because, um, and I have to say that that idea didn't come to me naturally. I I have I have spent my time sort of fretting and worrying over this. And um, I belong to a coaching community and the leaders of this coaching community basically said, hey, why do you have to do it now? There's no law, right? You can you can put it off a week. (laughs) You can you can do anything you want and, um, you know, delay it, make it better if that's what it takes. And so that is what I decided to do. And the other reason I love this is because previous to this tree that I'm sitting right next to knocking out our power lines and causing all kinds of trouble, um, there had been a ton of just excitement and questions and thoughts and ideas within both the Ninja Parenting community about this and the email group about this. And um, I, I I didn't want all of that to kind of be for nothing um, because I couldn't get back to people or because I just wasn't able to respond in real time while I had no internet and, and no power. So um, so that was another, seemed to me, a really, really good reason to put this off. Um, so you've still got the really good news is this is Thursday, November the, oh, let me see, let me see, November the 9th, I believe, um, if you're listening to this in real time. And that if that's the case, then enrollment is still going on. You It's still open to enroll um, in in this course, which is called How to Help Your Child Navigate the Choppy Social Waters of Life Without Getting Pulled Under Yourself or Losing Your Mind. And um, you still got a chance to sign up for that if if you struggle with this. You know, if, you, if you're having trouble figuring out, as one, uh, one parent put it, how to help your child stand up to a bully without being a bully themselves or if you if the sibling meanness is getting to you and you just don't know how to stop it those are things that are going to be addressed in here we've got six great modules each one's going to be live and um i should say too that ninja parenting community members if you're listening to this uh you do not have to pay for this course you are already automatically enrolled or not you're not automatically enrolled but your membership includes access to every course and every training that I do so look for the link in the ninja parenting community um 
It's very obvious and clear. <laughs> I made it super sticky so that you could find it. And um, if you're not a Ninja Parenting Community member, then go to weturnedoutokay.com slash social stuff. That's all one word, social stuff. Or just click the link in the show notes so that you can find out more about it. And you can um, you can enroll if, if you think it's going to help you. And before I finish up here, uh, before we get it, we actually, today's Your Child Explained episode, I'm super excited about this, is a great coaching call with a Ninja Parenting Community member. And what's so awesome about that is her issues more than likely are your issues because that's, you know, we all encounter these same problems with our kids. And um, so I can't wait for you to get into that. But before we do, I just want to uh, talk about some of the FAQs that I've been getting. And they're on that page. So we turned out okay.com slash social stuff. If you scroll down, and if, as you're reading, you're learning about the course and the course modules and the, you know, the other information about the course. Um, oh, and I'm also putting up, I made a video, I put it out on YouTube, uh, I'm going to put it at the top of that. When you go to, if you click over to social stuff, we turned out okay.com slash social stuff, you'll totally see this video, but I haven't done it yet because it's about a week before, um, this, this episode airs that I will, that I'm, uh, that I'm speaking to you. So by the time you get there, this will be there. It's a video of me standing by the tree and, and it's just, you can, you can get a sense of just the awesomeness of this, you know, of the power of this kind of mother nature thing and um you know there's some good images of like our uh electrical mast on the house which is back safely installed where it belongs instead of being pulled off the house and all that good stuff so anyway um but also on this page i have put in responses to some frequently asked questions i've been getting and uh so one of the one of the questions pertains to actually a couple of them pertain to like this class goes over the holidays like is that is that really what's going to happen here and uh my response is that yes absolutely because um holiday time you know for many people it's wonderful it's not stressful at all but then for uh for other people you know like me <laughs> and maybe even you um the holidays are an incredibly stressful time to be a parent especially of a of a younger child um but it, but even as the kids get older it it can still be stressful and um, so the idea of teaching you like how to handle specific social situations, I feel like that's going to be really good armor for you as you're going into the holidays, Thanksgiving, and then, you know, Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever it is that you celebrate um, at the end of the year, towards the end of the year. And whoever you celebrate with, because a lot of times the, those relatives that we see at this late time in the year, they are the people who bring out the worst in us and, and cause us the most stresses. And, um, and they can do that with our kids as well. So I think that this is a great time to be enrolled in a class that's going to help teach you how to help your child handle social stuff. And then another frequently asked question is, um, I, I don't remember it exactly, but the wording is something like, I've tried stuff like this before and it hasn't worked. You know, how do I know that this that this course is going to work for me if I'm having this problem? And all I can say is um, that I, too, have had that feeling. I've, I've tried things and they haven't worked and it's just made me want to give up. And um, a few years ago, I came across a study and I cannot remember where this was. I feel like it was maybe in Freakonomics. If you've ever listened to the Freakonomics podcast or read any of their books, um, they they do like they they do themselves peer-reviewed research, but they also um, look up other peer-reviewed research. Really, you know, uh, really well done and, and you know, engaging, funny uh, stuff over there at Freakonomics.com. And um, they one time talked about a study, I think if it was them, discussed a study called, uh, well, I don't remember what it was called, but it was basically saying that the biggest predictor of somebody quitting smoking is that they have tried to quit smoking and failed before. And I just, that was so compelling to me because like, I mean, I'm always trying stuff and failing at it, you know? Um, and if I try something and fail at it, the knowledge that that's actually going to help me succeed at it in the future is so incredibly reassuring to me. And um, I, I, that's the reason I answered this question in this particular way is because it makes me think about like the questioner is saying, I've tried stuff like this before and I've always just given up. Well, if that is true, then what that's doing is it's priming you to succeed, you know, to succeed 
and hopefully this this is the time when you succeed. Um, so there was there was that aspect of it that I really felt like resonated. I mean, um, the only like failing in the past doesn't indicate is not an indication of of future failure. And we, you know, when it's something like this, it's so important to you. It's so important to like stop the sibling meanness and to defuse kids hostility and to help your child if they've been called a mean name or been made fun of or bullied or something like that at school. Um, Like those are, that's so important. And if it is so important to you, then the chances are good that you will stop at nothing until you thoroughly understand how to help. Right. And then the third aspect of this is that I'm going to be there cheering you on. And um, there will be other people, you know, in in the Facebook group, because I, I created a secret Facebook group for this, um, for the people taking the course, and they're going to be cheering you on. And every question that you ask um, is going to be addressed. And we're going to figure out how to get you the answers to these to these thorny questions, you know, and and help you get out of these sticky situations, help your child get out of these sticky situations. And and so that's really that's, I think, such an important frequently asked question to address, because I want you to know that um, you're not alone, you know, that that this is a way that I have felt we've all been there. Um, And I'll tell you, I'm looking at this tree here and I really thought this is it. I can't I can't you know, how can I offer this class? I don't even have electricity. I don't even have a way to like help people, you know, when they enroll or whatever. And um, if I had given up, then then I wouldn't, then I wouldn't be able to teach you all these important things that you need to learn. So I didn't give up. Instead, I thought to myself, okay, you know, uh, past failures are an indication that there can be a future success if I don't give up. So <clears throat> pardon me, I am not, I'm not giving up. And, uh, and that's why I can still offer this course to you. So, all right. So I've gone on for quite a while now. Hold on. Yes, this is a 12 minute long intro to the show. (laughs) So what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you get right into it and go listen to uh, my conversation with Ninja Parenting Community member Jen. Um, As always, if you would like to become a a member of the Ninja Parenting Community, uh, please do jump in because um, you can get your own parent coaching call and you can get your questions and concerns answered right away. So there's a link in the show notes to go and become a Ninja Parenting Community member. I really hope to see you in there. And uh, all right, on to the show. Come on, guys. We turned out okay. The Modern Parent's Guide to Old School Parenting. I'm going to hang upside down from the swing set. Welcome to We Turned Out Okay with host Karen Locke Cole. I want to climb to the top of that tree. And now, here's your host, Karen Locke Cole. Hello, and welcome to We Turned Out Okay, another Your Child Explained episode where today we are talking with my coach and client, Jen. She is a member of the Ninja Parenting community. And in fact, she's an annual member. So she's got four phone calls, four conversations over the course of her year about um, what to do, you know, when things come up in in her uh, parenting. So welcome, Jen. Welcome, welcome. Thanks. Hi, Karen. Nice to be here. I'm so glad you're here. Now, you know what else is cool is the last time we spoke, you were in the midst of a massive cold. Oh, I'm so much better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Today you sound sound much more like yourself. So I'm glad to hear that. And um, I know that you have brought basically uh, several topics for discussion. And what we're going to do here is we're going to we're going to get, you know, I want you to sort of talk about each one and we'll, we'll have a little back and forth about each one. And then if there's, uh, because this is a half hour coaching call, if there's anything that we do not get to, what we will do is um, ask you to go post in the forums about, about either this other things or this, these things that we haven't, haven't gotten to today. Sound good? Perfect. Okay, excellent. All right. So what's the first issue that you actually, you know what I should say before we get into the issues, would you just um, share a little bit about your girls and your, uh, you know, like, who have you got at home kind of a thing? Yeah, yeah. My girls are three and five. And um, grandma and grandpa live with us too. And um, my brother lives in our basement. Oh, cool. And we have dogs and chickens and uh, ducks. And wow. recently got a guppy. 
Oh my gosh, how awesome. We ha- we yeah. also have chickens, so I can commiserate with you over over the chickens a little bit. <laughs> yeah, how many absolutely. do you How many do you have? We I lose count because they come and go. So I think we have about 6 or 8 hens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two roosters and three ducks. Wow, cool. I a lot you... of eggs. We end up giving away a lot. Yeah. I hope you live on a on a good size uh chunk of property so that you don't have your neighbors going, "Hey, shut those roosters up." <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And one of the roosters is a surprise rooster because we don't plan to have our chickens hatch into chicks. Yeah. Um but one did and um, two did actually. And one was another hen and another was another rooster. And we're not really sure what we want to do with a second rooster. It's not really welcome. Yeah. Yeah. We, when we've only ever, we got five hens, five babies, you know, they were just born and um, they were sent to us in the mail with that little heat pack. And it was so cute, you know, just these little balls of fluff. And then we were very concerned because we do not live on a big piece of property. We we need to only have hens. We can we cannot have roosters. And um, we were sort of concerned, especially one of them looked much more raptor like than the rest. But she's just turned out to be a chicken that is a hen and and looks like a you know a little bit like a rooster. <laughs> wow. So we we lucked out. We got all five all five girls, and they're all very happy. So actually i should say too uh they're eight and a half years old and um we we have three left three remaining so uh all right so can you hear me i can okay good i was i was feeling like um sometimes our skype cuts in and out a little bit and i was just concerned that maybe i'd lost you so i'm very glad i didn't uh okay and the other thing i want to remember to remind or to share with listeners is that today at the Culp household There are tree trimmers coming and they're going to take out an entire tree and they're going to trim back a tree that is right outside this window next to me. And um, we're going to we're going to power through it. We're going to really hope that you guys don't hear (laughs) if they arrive while we're on the phone. But anyway, hopefully they won't. Um, So just if it sounds if it starts to sound pretty hazy, that's that's why. Okay. Um, All right. So, Jen, um, tell me or tell us kind of what's what's your first question? What's your first situation? With your girls. The situation is that um, these kids, as all kids do, whine when they don't get what they want. Um, So in an attempt to make that, I have been practicing with a tactic that I got from your book about making no sound like yes. Mm -hmm. And that has helped uh, some. Um, it, It basically cuts it off when their desire isn't all that deep, I think. So when I, when I make a no sound like yes, it might be something like um, the kids want to go to a restaurant. We're in the car driving home and they don't want to go eat dinner at home. They want me to go through a fast food drive through. So mm-hmm. they ask for the fast food and I say, oh, you want some fast food? Yes. You know what? I really do, too. But we can't do that today. So uh, tomorrow we'll be able to, though. Which place would you like to go to tomorrow? Mm-hmm. That's where my no sounds like yes. Yep. Right. Yep. And. That if they really do deeply want this thing um, and it's worth whining about, they'll whine again and again the whole ride home until I can um, – until something in the schedule makes it so that they have to shift their mind to something else. Mm. And it seems like I just can't redirect them in in the way I want to be able to uh, when they're when they're whining like that. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have a uh, – one of our kids – Like it it really resonated with me when you were talking about specifically going out, going to a restaurant, going to eat for dinner. And what what he always would do was he would basically say, well, I don't want to go to that restaurant. I want to go to this other restaurant. And basically, it didn't matter which restaurant we chose. He always chose it. Even if I, I got the impression that even if he really wanted to go to this restaurant, he would he would he would say another one just to be contrary. I mean, because that you know, some people have that kind of personality, and, mm-hmm. and he does. And um, what it, it was really frustrating. It was really stressful for a while because he would go into his room. He'd be like, "That's it. I'm not coming," or whatever. I mean, when you're seven years old, of course you're not not coming. You can't stay home on your own. Mm-hmm. And um, what we started to do, and this is really what I'm going to advise, is to 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 basically, if you if you because what it seems to me is that this is you're at a point where you can't accommodate them, right? Where you, your decision is to not accommodate them, whether you can or not 
um, you don't want to, right? I mean, like your your schedule is you needed to go another way. Tonight is not a good night for this, whatever, right? Right. Yeah. And um, what I would suggest and what we did is to basically say, oh, I'm so sorry. It just has to be this way. And then uh, and this, again, I, I'm so excited about this because in a, in a week or so, I'm talking to Dr. Catherine Perlman, the author of Ignore It. And this, she really helped reiterate this for me um, in, in reading her book. This is the kind of thing that is healthy to ignore. Because if we if we think about it, like we, we sort of, we feed... We, we want to feed what we want to see. Like we want to respond to, to what we want in, in return. So if you're, if you're getting whining or you're getting something that you do not want to see or hear, um, that's the kind of thing you ignore it. And you actually brought up um, asked and answered. Do you remember that conversation mm-hmm. in the forums? I would love it if you could. Do you think that I would love it if you describe asked and answered in your words and see if... Um, if you feel like it could fit into this situation. Mm, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. So um, <clears throat> the idea is that um, I would pre-wire them, I guess you'd say, uh, with a really long conversation one day when I do have, um, really long for a three-year-old. Yeah, <laughs> when exactly. I do have, <laughs> when I do have um, a, a reserve of calm patience to say something like, um, that sounds like a question you just asked me. Is it the same as when you asked and then I repeat their question back to them? Mm-hmm. And she has to agree that, yes, I'm asking the same thing. And then I'll say, oh, I thought I already answered that. What did I say the first time you asked? And then I ask her to repeat back to me my answer. Mm-hmm. And um, so we go back and forth like this once, maybe twice if she's three. <laughs> yeah. And then um, after that, uh kind of pre-wiring, uh, every time she asks that same question again or whines about the same displeasure again, I can just say asked and answered, asked and answered, asked and answered. Yeah. And um, in, the, in the idea of whether that would fit here, um, yeah, maybe. I guess the the hard part, though, is just that the, the continued whining doesn't ever stop until they redirect. And I'm just on the days when I don't have that backup reserve of patience, that whining is going to cause me to just go nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I think that's really the trick. We've got a situation where, again, it's a classic. If you, if you can power through the, the ignoring of the whining, you will come out the other side. But a lot of times what kids do is they, they, they get louder you know, they get loud. They're like, wait a minute, this has always worked every time. Actually, it's even different. Like uh, Catherine Proven talks about how it's not actually every time. And I was remembering this. If you think about like Pavlovian um, conditioning. So Pavlov, we learned a lot about Pavlov in, in college um, as a human development major because um, Pavlov and it just, I don't Jen, you have, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of Pavlov and um, what he did was he was a behaviorist. And so he, he did these, uh, he conducted these experiments with dogs. So a lot of times you'll hear people talk about Pavlov's dogs and what he did with them was he rang, I promise there's a reason for why I'm sharing this. <laughs> um, he rang a bell and at, the bell was a signal that food was coming. And um, so for the first several times, the bell would ring, the food would come down you know, the, the dogs could eat the food. And eventually he stopped, well, not not ceased, but he, every once in a while, the bell would ring, but the food wouldn't come. And what they noticed is that the dogs salivated anyway. The, as soon as the dogs knew that food was coming, because they heard the bell, they were like, oh, food's coming, and they started to salivate. And so basically what Pavlov and his his team did was they like measured you know, they, they noticed the salvation start, a salivate, salivating starting, and they um, kind of, they their their measurements showed that even if they didn't um, give them food every time, it would, every time they rang that bell, um, the, the dogs would salivate. And that actually made it even more, this is what uh, Ignore It, the book, reminded me. It's actually more reinforcing when you don't do it every time. So, for example, if you're driving along in the car and they are saying, please, 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 we want to go to this place, please, 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 can we please do this? And every once in a while you give in, that is more reinforcing than if you either give in all the time or never give in. (laughs) Mm. Isn't that crazy? 
I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I can see why though. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, that's really, I feel like that's a really useful tool to understand. And um, in this context, like, I, I think what I, what I would advise you to do, I, I and I'm not saying it's not going to be easy, um, or is that, yeah, I'm not saying it's not going to be difficult. I think it's going to be difficult. But if you can power through this and um, you can, every single time they, they, whine they do something that you don't like in this in this regard if you can basically say oh we can't do that tonight too bad um and if they keep at it then you you got one you got an asked and answered right you can say listen you have asked and i have answered and then what you have to do is not engage at all in the like completely ignore the whining until such time as they stop whining and as soon as so this is the tricky I think this is the other tricky bit um, is once they are done whining once one of them stops whining and says something that's either not about this pretty well not about this that is when you engage that's when you return mm. it and start you know because what you're doing is you're only reinforcing what you want to see you're only reinforcing the behavior that you want to see does that make sense yeah, it does. And I can see it working really well in combination with another tactic we've talked about before around pulling the car over when things get just absolutely crazy back there, because I can absolutely see a meltdown happening. And one girl getting so frustrated that she decides to start throwing things in the van or hitting her sister or completely unacceptable behavior. Mm-hmm. Or by the same token, me just getting my teeth gritting so hard that I'm going to just have an aneurysm. And at that yeah. point, I probably should pull over the car and, and explain to them why I'm pulling over. It's not safe for me to drive with this going on. Yeah. Um, and again, you say that once, right? And then you wait. Right. <laughs> you wait. Yeah, and, and that tactic has worked really, really well for other times when they have meltdowns that aren't over um, undesired and unfulfilled desires. Yeah. So I'm, I'm optimistic. That's, um, it's a helpful combination for sure. Awesome. Yeah, I, th- I think so. And actually, I, it's making me think of uh, just this week. So even people who are experts in early childhood education and child development, <laughs> we we still have these moments where we are not wearing our, our parenting hat, uh, our parent coaching hat. And um, uh, my one of my boys was doing math. We, we homeschool. He's doing a math curriculum and he did it wrong. He made a mistake in the directions, which we use a, a particular math curriculum where um, what you need to do is on your own. They're now of an age where they do most of it on their own. And what we get to a point after five or six chapters, they'll get to a point where there's something called a bridge. And the bridge, is, it's basically a unit test. And so they've got five opportunities to cross the bridge eat their five different tests basically if you can cross the first one you know if you can get nine or ten of the first one right then you you can cross the bridge if you can get and then if so if you fail that if you don't if you get more than uh one wrong you don't cross the bridge and you have to take the next bridge and try again you can do that like five times um and so my my son went through the whole we read together before he even started this book we read together like this is the procedure you do the five chapters you know or five or six chapters on your own and then uh for the bridge a parent supervises like i'm there to supervise we check answers and stuff like that. it's basically like i'm being a you know a, a, a what do you call it a, a proxy or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. a, like a test examiner almost but i mean it's in very informal um it's just that that's how you do it, right? That's the directions. And um, so the day he took, one day he came to the bridge knowing this, knowing that I'm supposed to be there, right? He comes to the bridge and he takes the bridge. And then he says to me later, hey, I took the bridge and I passed. And I was like, oh, but you kind of didn't. <laughs> because I I needed to be there. The only way to pass this is to follow the directions exactly. And he had... I mean, for a teenager, he had an honest to God, he wasn't, it wasn't with tears, but it was just, it was a teenage meltdown, if you can picture that. (laughs) Very, very dramatic. um, Because basically what I said was, we're not talking about this now. We are, it is, it is now time to, to, to take the second bridge. And he was just, I don't understand why. I don't understand. I think this is so wrong. I, I, you know, you're, you're jamming me kind of a thing. And I, I got to a point. Uh, this is over a day or two as well. Where, like what, the first time we could take the bridge together or I could be there to supervise was a day or two later. And um, so that whole time I started to have to say things like, listen, 
I'm not talking about this anymore, you know. Uh, and then I would, I would basically say that, and then I would not say anything else until he started talking about something else. And so I was doing the same technique. And then the day we took the, the day he took the bridge, I mean, he it took him probably 45 minutes. I actually posted about this in the forums and I, I in our forums, and I almost posted it in the parent meltdown corner because I was like ready to just, you know. <laughs> Uh, have myself a temper tantrum, but but I posted it in the success forum because it took forty five minutes. But by God, he did it, and he did it without. Um, I only engaged him when he was legitimately working on the math. When he, when the te- when he would have a, a, a sort of a, a meltdown, he kept going to the tablet to because um, the way that it works, he can go somewhere else to look up how to do something that he's forgotten how to do. And um, at one point I said, listen, buddy, it's very clear to me that if you are having this much trouble, then there is no way that you, you should have, ad- you should be able to advance. Like you can't advance unless you are getting these answers right. And I'm seeing that you're not kind of able to do that. And he was like, that kind of made him sit up and go, wow, like she's right. <laughs> and, and eventually he buckled down and really did the math and once he did that I was able to start engaging him and if he if he wanted or needed like I would if he had a question for me that was not a a whiny or you know part of his tantrum I would I would address it and um as long as it was not about like I don't understand why I have to do this because sometimes he would try to be rational about that and that wasn't happening and then he got through it and he was so proud of himself This, this showed me so many things first of all he was very frightened of having to do this and and potentially failing. So that was a part of the drama. He um, was also feeling like maybe if I whine and yell and scream long enough, my mom will say, okay, you don't have to take the test. And that was where the idea of ignoring it came through. There was no Mm -hmm. way he was not going to take this test. It was going to happen. And uh, once he, I, I mean, I really, like I have not, had this kind of interaction with a teenager before I'm really used to temper tantrums when they're from people nine or under and I was like what if he what if he stands up and throws something you know or at me or he could really do some damage now he's a teen and um he didn't do that at all like those were sort of my fears and he didn't do that at all basically he sort of he would he would sort of look at me like is she gonna let me get out of this now and every time I didn't allow that to happen he he it sort of it got it it escalated more and more and more and then finally he was like okay and he and he took the test and mm-hmm. he did very well and then in the end he was very he passed it and he was really happy about that because he he showed himself that he didn't have to be afraid and that he had the competence to do this and i i feel like that i mean that's a very long story but i tell it because it translates I feel like it translates to you and I'm picturing you and your girls in the car. And um, my image is of them going, okay, well, we're trying this whining and it's not working. So we're going to get louder and we're trying this and it's not working. So now I'm going to lash out at my sister. Okay, we're trying that and that's not working. So we're going to, you know, start throwing things. Okay, we're trying that and that's not working. So we're going to give it up. (laughs) (laughs) There There will come a point, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and your story sounds like it's um, kind of the extreme opposite in a, in a couple of ways that um, where you you were trying to get him to focus on something, and I am trying to redirect and get them to lose focus on this thing. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and and you had to be there to supervise, and you didn't have the option that I have to just engage in a different activity. I can just not look in the rearview mirror and just work on my driving. Yep. I can we're at home. I can just go to another room. I so yep. Kudos. That's that was a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I um I think it's great for you that you are kind of getting this uh, you're getting this right now when they're when they're five and three because um they will as I said that's the first that's even the first any kind of like real drama that that we've had in years because when they were younger we 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 really we we have we you know conditioned them to, mm-hmm. for the positive reinforcement and not the negative reinforcement um yeah. if you look at it if you kind of frame it in those um like clinical terms and and it, the rewards that you will reap in later years are just wonderful <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking forward to it yeah 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 i was thinking about that redirection too because um 
as I was sitting there um, listening to your story and what I might try, um, somebody suggested, um, maybe it was in the forums, about um, trying some relaxing music with with my kids when they're having a tough time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do have two playlists that I go to in the car for very specific purposes. The entertainment one is some pop music that is kids singing and the girls love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I pull that out when everyone is behaving. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's uh, the their sleep soundtrack, the one that they that plays in their in their room at night. Uh, if I need them to fall asleep, like we're driving late or something, mm-hmm. or one is clearly needing to nap, I'll turn on the sleep music and they're supposed to sleep. Yeah. Um, what I have done just a few times, I realize now I can probably pull this out, is I switch to FM radio, which I usually don't do with them in the car. Oh. Um, so if I just go to the radio and they start hearing classic rock or Beatles or I don't know, something... <laughs> something that isn't one of their two playlists yeah it'll probably be enough to go wait a second what's that song I don't know that song and then we can start a conversation about the music yep. instead of uh and that might redirect them out of this just pit of whining yeah um, I love it in- I absolutely love it and I think even it's even a more powerful tool because a, you don't only have to pull it out for this it can be just mm-hmm. entertainment and b you don't even have to acknowledge them you can just turn it on and like Mm -hmm. so you know that this is because you know of what's going on but they don't they don't have to know that at all um and it's actually making me think too of a book recommendation um that I'm gonna I I don't let me try to think I'm gonna write it down so that I remember to post it along with um you know in the in the show notes and also into the forums um and it is the pigeon hang on pigeon uh, uh, don't let the pigeon drive the bus. Don't let the pigeon drive the bus. Yes. Um, that book, when I first read that book, I, the first time I'm reading it and the pigeon is having an absolute meltdown because all he wants to do is drive the bus and he can't drive the bus. <laughs> and I'm like, how is this going to end? I remember being like so in such suspense. How is this going to end? You know, <laughs> and then at the end, he he gets distracted by something else. And like, it's it's because there are some things that little kids just can't do. They just can't drive the bus. But um, they, they, you know, this is about the pigeon, in my opinion, anyway, you might disagree with me, Jen, but I feel like it's about the pigeon sort of realizing that he's not going to be able to drive the bus. And oh, hey, here's this other cool thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Let's what's the deal with that? It's I feel I can't remember what it was now, actually. Do you remember what's at the end? What does he get distracted by? No, I haven't read the book, actually. I've only read the summary on your recommendation and have uh, been meaning to get it from the library. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely get that one. Um, even if they don't see themselves in it here, it's a it's a it's another example of I mean, the pigeon is basically the child in this in this uh, story. It's a it's a it's a good example of a child not getting what they want and living with that. You know what I mean? So they'll have uh, mm-hmm. they'll have I I love those books for that reason because like Mo Willems who's the author he just takes things that kids encounter every day and 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 like makes them okay I guess you know makes them palatable (laughs) yeah so that one another favorite is um the pigeon finds a hot dog and and then a little chick I forget what the chick's name is probably chick um comes up to the pigeon and and just wants some of that hot dog he's really hoping that the pigeon will share the hot dog and it's just so cute <laughs> and, a, and cool, a good, I'll look into those yeah and a good lesson in sharing as well so so does that do you feel like that what are you gonna actually I'll just wrap this section up by asking you what do you think you'll try if anything regarding the whining you know uh, and the the kind of car stuff yeah, so being super consistent with asked and answered mm-hmm. um, and um, ignoring in the way you described is different enough to be pretty intriguing where it's uh, not engage at all unless and until they talk about something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can help to move that along in some way uh, with basically two redirection tactics that I have to, available to me in the car, which is music. And pulling over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, and I love the power of because they'll figure it out. You know what I mean? That's just the power of like I am only going to engage in the behavior that I want to see. 
So, um, so literally not engaging. And I'm also actually I should also I'm also going to link to ignore it because that we've had a lot of conversation about that in the forums, um, and uh, and that is it's just a great great book. I'm here. So now I'm hearing the tree people. Are you hearing that, Jen? Um, only ever so slightly. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Okay, good, good. <laughs> I mean, to me, it sounds very loud. I'm sure I I have the curtains closed, but I'm sure they're right outside. <laughs> But thanks to the power of this microphone, which is, you know, I've never had any other microphone. This was the first one I got. It's the AR2100, I think is what it's called. It's a podcasting mic that a lot of people use. And it's it's it only picks up really what is right next to it. And it, it does a really great quality job. So I'm I'm very glad that you are not hearing what I'm hearing. So cool. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. So you want to move on to the next uh, issue? We have about we got about five minutes. Um yeah, yeah. So the next issue on my list is around um, the wasting food and especially snacks. I, I don't seem to be bothered if they decide not to finish their meals mm-hmm. because it's food I've cooked for the whole family and it's okay for me to wrap it up, put it away and serve it to them again or yeah. I can finish it or that just doesn't seem to be quite as troubling to me. But snacks make me crazy. These yogurt pouches or um, whole fruit that uh, gets cut up and three quarters of it is left on the counter because they really just wanted two bites. Yep. Um, I, it makes me just want to, when they ask for a snack, say no, because you always waste it. Yeah. It. And yeah. that doesn't, <laughs> I know. probably not the most effective approach anyway. And it's, I, cause of course there's the idea of, well, you always waste it, right? Like you don't want to, you don't want to say that partly because it, it feels hurtful, but also because it, um, it's not true. You know, it's it, mm-hmm. as much as we feel like it's true. It's, it's, probably not true that they always do that so I feel like what what maybe we should try to find our like strategies for either parceling out the snacks better or um uh you know or or making it so that you can maybe train them to like put stuff away if they you know if you don't want the whole apple that's all right put it in the fridge and then you know the next person can come along and cut off the chunk that you bit out of and then and you know like I, I am certainly known to do that. Like, um, I will take half an apple and put the rest in the fridge, and then when I cut the rest up, I just cut off the dried parts. You know what I mean? And that has, and I have tried that. The part that doesn't work is that nobody wants that half an apple. If I offer it to them, even if I cut it up and make it look incredibly appealing again, like <laughs> it, uh, no, I want this apple, uh-huh. and I just shrug and no. Oh, all right. So maybe setting the expectation that like, well, we have to finish this one first. Like it's this, you know, we've got this thing started. It's like, it's like using, I hate in our house when we have, when, when I use half a container of ziti, for example, dried ziti, Mm -hmm. and then somebody comes along and opens up another one and cooks half of that. And then we have two half. I'm like, ah, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, so I'm wondering if it, if it, like you, you actually referenced too in in your um, in our uh, notes. You you talk about um, you sometimes you'd cut it in half, but they both want their own. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for me, this this is it's a similar thing. Like you've got sort of unwanted food that's that's that because they have to split it, they don't want it. Because it's already been started, they don't want to they don't want it. And mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, I wonder how you'd feel about basically saying like, guess what? This is how we're doing it now. <laughs> um, and just leaving it at that. Like if they if they want it, great. If they don't, that's fine. But it, this is what, you know, this is what we've got. What do you think? Yeah, that's a, and then, then it turns into whining, which goes back to what we talked about before. <laughs> yeah, asked and answered. Asked yeah, and exactly. Answered. And um, what I have done with them before too, um, I'm thinking might work here as well, where I will overly dramatize um, my own modeling. So like I will pour myself a glass of water and say really loudly in exaggerated way, I'm putting this back in the fridge cause I don't want the rest of it. And uh-huh. then later on I'm pulling this out of the fridge cause I want to finish this before I have my next one. It's <laughs> great. I'm not wasting. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you really, I think a lot of times in life we really need to model things for our kids and that's one way to do it. You know, then they see yeah. you doing what you say. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're asking them to do something that you yourself won't do. Right. Right. And that's important. And I actually just thought just regarding apples, a, a, another another idea that I'm having is um, we sometimes I'll chop up like, say, three apples 
and I'll put them in slices and your girls are both old enough that they can they can take mm-hmm. an apple slice you don't have to make them really small or whatever right um I will put so for three apples I'd probably do maybe half a tablespoon of lemon juice I've used like bottled lemon juice or fresh whatever we happen to have on hand and like a sprinkle of cinnamon into a plastic ziploc bag and I shake it up and it, it can stay in the fridge so that what First of all, halves of apples do really well because no one knows that it was a half of an apple. But mm-hmm. then the other thing is they can you can kind of empower them to go to the fridge and take out however many slices they want and and uh, enjoy their snack. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like so what you're kind of doing is instead of parceling it out, you're allowing them to figure out uh, what you know to serve themselves. Because we don't yeah. want to be, we don't want to be serving them at fifteen and thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's um, that sounds really similar to what I read about somewhere else about a mom who um, just always had the quiet habit of beginning to cook dinner, and her first step was always to grab the the cut up vegetables uh, that were there for snacks and put those on the counter before she even started prepping dinner. Because of course, as soon as you start you go in cooking, yep. everyone's, I'm hungry. What can I have now? I don't want to wait. It's going to take too long. And she would always, everyone just knew that that, that plate of vegetables was there for anyone who couldn't wait until dinner. Yep. You can snack on carrots and celery while I, I cook. If you're really that hungry, yep. go That's for it. That's awesome. That's really and cool. That kind of like apple bag or something similar where there's acceptable, I'm hungry snacks, set them out. Yeah, that is a great idea. I love that. I wish we had done that. I, I think we're going to start. <laughs> um, then I also think about like you you referenced earlier, like those individual snack size yogurt kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what we did in our house was we, we started getting quarts of yogurt and um, parceling them out. Or, you know, so if you're at home, a kid can go open the container of yogurt, put some yogurt in a bowl, and then eat the bowl of yogurt that they have so they can choose their own size basically. But Mm -hmm. then um, what we do when we are eating food out of the house is we literally parcel it out into a plastic container and try to get the plastic containers back. I think that's the, that's a little trickier, Mm -hmm. but, um, but I, I always like that because you're cutting down on packaging and you don't have the kind of waste. So if they take one sip of a yogurt, uh, you know, like a gogurt or something, and then they're like, I don't want this anymore. Well, you, you know, you can't do anything with that. Whereas if they took a spoonful of yogurt and then it went, they didn't want it. So it went back into their lunch bag with the cold pack. They could have it later or somebody else could or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Cool. Sounds good. Cool. All right. I, uh, I can't believe how quickly this has gone. So um, I love to end by, by asking you, and I guess we kind of already did this, but I, but I'll, I'll do it again. Like um, what, step you might take in the next 24 to 48 hours to kind of like put in motion what we've talked about today? Yeah, with the food, I'm, uh, I'm going to try that exaggerated modeling thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> just, um, I guess, buck up and be super cheerful about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to make it so that this is fun. This is this is great that I get to finish this half eaten thing first. <laughs> um, you have to make it sound appealing though, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, cool. maybe even to, to add into that something like, oh, I didn't want a whole apple anyway. I so sure I'm glad that there's only half of one in here. It's all I have room in my tummy for. I love that. Yes, <laughs> I think that is great. Um, cool. Okay. So the way that, uh, and we, we really already, ta- I feel like we already talked about what you were going to do about the first thing that we discussed. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't feel like we need to you know go back over that. But um, we, this is actually something that I, I'm changing about the, um, the parent coaching calls based on a suggestion of yours, which is that, um, so this podcast episode is going to come out at some point in probably November, could be October, could be November. Um, we're recording in sort of mid-October. And um, what I'll do in the episode notes for the podcast is I'm going to basically write about what we what we talk about. And, and uh, you know, it'll be sort of notes about our conversation. Right. But what I'm going to do immediately is I'm going to well, it, it'll be today or tomorrow. I'm going to go into our forums and I'm going to create a new post in the Your Child Explained section of the forums. And I'm going to drop into there what we talked about and what advice um we talked about so that you can always come back to that and and look at it (laughs) 
and yeah, remind great. yourself. And give you updates between now and and the and the drop date. Yeah, I would <laughs> so love you that. Know how it went. Yeah, I would love that because then I, you know, if that if that can happen, and I can also do this, I'll, I'll get back on and I'll basically say like, here's how she did with it. You know what I mean? Which would be very cool. But you had said that it would be really useful for you to have like action steps, notes, you know, in the forums. And so that's, this is how I'm, I'm, uh, I'm working that. So I really hope that works for you. Yeah, thanks. Um, I think it will. Cause if I, if I want to go revisit these ideas and I can't quite remember what we, uh, what, what kind of tactics we agreed on, um, I have to listen to a 30 minute podcast episode to hear it all again, but yeah. if I can glance at some notes, <laughs> exactly. That's uh, way quicker. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a little, I feel like that's a, a benefit for for people like you in the, in the ninja parenting community who can always go in there and look at those notes, you yep, know? Great. So cool. All right. Uh, that is it for today's coaching call with my friend and, and, uh, ninja parenting community member, Jen, thank you so much for coming on, Jen. Thanks for having me. It was really good to have you. And if you would like to join the Ninja Parenting community, you can just click the notes in, you can click the link in the show notes, or you can go to weturnedoutok.com and click the menu tab, which is called the Parenting Community Login tab. And uh, I really hope you do that because I'd love to have you in there and give you the same kind of, um, you know, advice and, and uh, frankly, become buddies the way that I have with Jen. So... All right, that is it for today. Uh, I am going to uh, just say goodbye and thank you. And thank you especially to our producer, the man who is just like me, getting better and better every day at ignoring the things we don't want to see and, and uh, you know, uh, reinforcing the things that we do want to see. The 20-time winner of the Husband of the Year Award, Benjamin Culp. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Do you have a question about something your kid is doing that is driving you crazy? Well, don't let that continue. As Gordon from Sesame Street always says, asking questions is a good way of finding something out. Put my master's degree in early childhood education and years of experience working with young children to work for you. Go to weturnedoutokay.com contact or email me at karen at weturnedoutokay or ask your question on the Facebook fan page, which is the We Turned Out Okay podcast page or Instagram at we turned out okay, or on Twitter at Stone Age Techie, or you can even snail mail it to me, Karen Lockholp, P.O. Box 61, Bellingham, Massachusetts, 02019, and you'll get your question answered here on a future Your Child Explained episode. We'll see you here for the next episode of We Turned Out Okay. Thanks so much for listening.